On this episode of Spill the Tea with LLIB, we have the driving force behind Clarity Matters, a communication specialist and content creator, Claire Quant. So Claire, spill the tea on what the journey as a woman in business has been like for you so far. Okay, so um, up and down, I would say, like <laughs> most people, if um, if we were all honest and open, um, then I think for me, there have been times where it's been incredibly lonely um, and also when it's been just incredible. And um, my journey, I've had several careers. Um, I'm not one to stand still. I like to try new things. And um, my background is in PR and journalism. Mm -hmm. So I went back to university, having done a stint in London after doing my A-levels, where the streets weren't paved with gold at all. (laughs) So went back home to my mum and dad and went back to college and then decided that I wanted to be a journalist Mm -hmm. and went to one of those awful career days where I was told no, you can't be a journalist because everybody wants to be a journalist. There's too many of them. So that was almost like, oh, thanks very much because you've just made me more determined than ever. I love that. So (laughs) off I trundled to be a journalist. I did my training on a local newspaper. And then after five years of being chief reporter and news editor, I moved over into the corporate world and became a press officer and then moved into communications and PR. So that was my journey that far and then um had children life takes on a different perspective altogether and I had this yearning to work for myself yeah that feeling deep down where you really know that there's something else Mm -hmm. that you either should be doing Mm -hmm. or want to be doing Mm -hmm. and I I knew that I wanted to work for myself yeah um I'd had a few life-changing um things that had happened to me, um, quite massive life-changing events. And I became quite um, intolerant of rules and regulations. And I realised that actually working for myself would be the best, would be the best option, really. Mm -hmm. Um, I would have myself to answer to, Mm -hmm. obviously clients I'd have to answer to, Mm -hmm. and, and I totally get that. But um, in 2016, I decided that was it. Yeah. I'm going and I'm going to set up on my own. Mm-hmm. And I set up a PR agency, wow. just a small boutique PR agency, which I um, ran until the middle of last year, at which point I decided that I wanted to do something because my clients were mostly female mm-hmm. and they were asking me, questions about themselves about their business Mm -hmm. and I was drawing out I suppose the journalism Mm -hmm. background was drawing out more answers from them about their personality what was their vision what did they want to achieve Mm -hmm. how did they want to be seen and it was creating a totally different genre to what I'd Mm -hmm. been doing Um, journalism PR has changed completely Mm. and I think if you're not in the major cities the Manchester's London Liverpool it's a very different ball game to when I started out and I was being more and more drawn and helping women with their vision and their values and their messaging and how all that 
came together in their branding. So I niched and I changed my business last year. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Wow. So an evolving business. I am an evolving business. Yeah. But I think we're all evolving 100%. anyway, aren't 100%. we? And I, and I think the person that says that they don't want to change just stagnates just mm. and doesn't get out there and find new ideas, yeah. new challenges, new people. Mm. And, yeah, and, okay. and I think I was struggling to find my tribe as well. Yeah. And I'm happy to say that when I found Leading Ladies, <laughs> I really did fall into my ideal group, really. And things have gone from strength to strength. And I think I've, I've embraced that as well. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So can you share a pivotal moment or challenge that you faced in your career that ultimately led to valuable lessons or insights for your business journey? Where would you like me to start? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Every day there's some sort of feels like a pivotal moment, yeah, doesn't was. it? So I was um, working in my corporate job and I'd got up for work. My husband had got up for work. Normal day, uh, 2007, January. And I'm doing a press launch and I get a visit from a police officer in work. Now, ironically, I'd actually been doing a launch with the police and the mm. ambulance. So I thought it was a bit of a, just somebody coming to mm. play a bit of a prank and asked me my name, my husband's name. And unfortunately, he's been involved in an accident and we need to get you to the hospital ASAP. So I was blue lighted out of the office um, with my handbag and a friend that came with me. And um, sadly, my husband, Stuart, passed away 48 oh, wow. hours later. Uh, he was 42 and I was 38. Now, we'd been on a journey of IVF and we were about to go to do our fifth round of IVF wow. treatment. Wow. And he had the papers in his pocket the morning that he crashed because he was going to be ringing the clinic in Spain to see where we were up to mm. and how we could move mm. things along. Um, sadly, everything just went, well, ironically, crashing down yeah. around me. Everything that I'd ever dreamt of, all my dreams, my aspirations, my husband, everything just, just was wiped away like that. Yeah. And he was just the love of my life. I didn't think I'd ever, ever recover. Um, and he was, I think, the pivotal point for me to live my life for two people. And actually, that's what I did. I travelled. I threw myself into studies. I went to go to Sainsbury's one evening I turned left and went into the university and signed up to do my degree so I did a degree got first class honours in two years in media communications and writing um I then put my dissertation in met my now husband Martin yay at Tesco's in Wrexham and, Tesco's a pivotal moment uh, then as well <laughs> yeah and um I'm really happy to say there is a happy ending because we now have twins. Oh. We've got Tilly and Elliot and they've just started high school and we all have different chapters in our lives and 
they are just one chapter. You are the book and we've got different chapters. That chapter with Stuart closed, but we always carry him. We talk about him at yeah. home. Um, we always carry him around everywhere in our hearts. Um, I curse him very often. And we just live our life because yeah. you have to. You have to. And and I think if anybody learns anything, it is just go for it. Follow yeah. your heart. Don't worry about tomorrow. I know there are practical things that you have to worry about. And, yeah. you know, I'm not saying get into financial difficulties or anything yeah. like that, but really do just, yeah. if you've got the gut instinct that you want to do something, you want to go and work for yourself, you want to travel, you want to homeschool, I don't know, anything like that, just go and do it. Yeah. Because, you know, you don't know what's around the corner. I didn't know what's around, what was around the corner. And life can literally change yeah. on a sixpence so there are happy endings yeah. yeah it was incredibly sad and I didn't think I would get mm. through it but you do yeah. I think it's it's quite difficult for those that are watching you go through it and I yeah. think sometimes it's worse for them because you're cocooned in yeah. shock and everything else you're just busy just trying to keep yourself upright um so yeah just just Build your dreams, follow yeah. your dreams, and just love your life and just never take anything or anyone for granted. Yeah. Well, Claire, I think you should have gone last because I think I've just ruined my makeup. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine. I'm okay with that. Um, I think you've answered the next question in terms of what advice would you give to somebody else going through that situation. So building a successful business does take calculated risks and we know this could you share a risk that you've taken in your business that you think um that would help our audience if they are just about to take a risk or they are thinking about it but that something's holding them back yeah i i just mentioned earlier about being i feeling isolated sometimes when you're on your own working for yourself and actually feeling quite lonely and yeah. i'm a real big people person. I do like my own time to myself, yeah. but I I get a real buzz out of other people's ideas, other people's successes and what they're doing. And I <laughs> yeah, just we love I that. get really excited about it. And it was about 2019 and um, I was going a bit stir crazy at home doing the same sort of things. And a job came up in a local hospice to be a community officer. And I thought, that's going to engage me with other people. Yeah. It's going to take me in a different direction. I could, it was only it was only like two days a week. So I can do that and I can still run my business because I still wanted to keep my business going. And so I went for it and they said, oh, there's somebody else who we really like as well and we think you'd work really well together. Will you do a day of PR and a day of community engagement with us and she'll do two days oh perfect yeah. yeah so that was a win but had I not taken that risk that wouldn't have happened yeah. mm. I then went on to get that contract for doing their PR wow. throughout the pandemic that actually came to a natural end last year but by doing that I also got one of my most lucrative contracts for a crisis management incident that sprang up in the in COVID and Again, that wouldn't have happened. Mm, yeah. It's a bit like sliding doors, isn't it? It yeah, wouldn't have yeah, happened yeah. if I hadn't yeah. taken that 
calculated risk to go out because I could have gone back into that environment and not wanted to go back yeah. into my business. So I, I did weigh up the options. I, I didn't just jump, jump straight into mm. it, but I think it was a, a good move. Yeah. And I made some new friends. And again, working in a ho- hospice is, it's very sad, but there's such heartwarming places. Oh, yeah. There's such uplifting places and I had the empathy because I'd been in their shoes where you know patient I was going on towards and interviewing patients and their families for the magazine and stuff like that and it was like I know what you've been through I've been there so I feel that I can ask the Mm. questions yeah because I almost know what you're going to answer yeah Yeah. um so I'm quite empathetic like that so that was a a good calculated mm. risk that came to an end last year and it was the right time mm. so we move on and we move on to the next yeah. episode as you as we say yeah and I was listening to a podcast on at the, at the weekend as I was doing the deep clean of the kitchen um, <laughs> and I, um but it was a um the the happiness expert and he um was talking about the the death of his son and how how that affected him and how he went on to go and write books because his son really wanted to be in the hearts and homes of, of everybody. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was, it was on an, Stephen Bartlett's yeah. diary of the CEO. Unbelievable well, um yeah. podcast episode it was. And he was talking about how um interviewed later on um, if people would choose for those those bad experiences not to happen, you know, or for or for or for things that have happened to them, if they wished that again, if they knew knew now what they knew then, whether they would change things, and you know, but in changing that, it would take away all that's come afterwards. And they were saying, you know, ninety nine point nine percent of people would choose mm. to go through that experience again, knowing yeah, what they yeah. know later on, yeah. because of the things mm. that have come since and the the relationships yeah. and the you know, the the children or the, the job yeah. opportunities. And I think that's mm. really pertinent when we talk about taking calculated risks. At the time, it's it's a risk. Yeah. But when you look back afterwards, I think, do you know what? Everything does line up for a reason. And, yeah. mm. you know, it's, it's hard to take that jump sometimes, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But, and I think often the fear is worse than the mm. actual reality. Yeah. 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 And I think if people appreciated that more yeah they would be a little bit more daring mm. yeah. and actually take a few more risks yeah. that would bring them massive benefits I mean look at me I wouldn't have Martin and the twins in my life yeah. um if I hadn't actually that hadn't happened to Stuart God rest his soul and I hadn't taken the mm. turn into Sainsbury's that yeah. night and gone to do yeah. that degree so yeah. you know Sometimes just things, I'm a great believer in things that are actually mapped out for you and things happen for Mm. a reason. And there was no way that I was going to give up on that dream to have those children. And And there they are. And here they are, yes. Yes. With their own incredible lives mapped off for them as well. Oh God, it's been been a hard one. I've never cried (laughs) on an episode. So you've, yeah, you've just got your first... Can you share three tips in your niche that you know will support women in business who are watching this um, episode? So I think thinking specifically about that PR and communications, like what what can what can we do? So I think one of the first things I would 
absolutely say without a shadow of a doubt, go back to basics. So many of my clients gather Facebook pages, Instagrams, their messages are all confused. They don't know what to say because they are confused about what they stand for. Mm. They're not sure how their brand marries up with their vision and what they want for their clients and their customers. And I think you need to take a stand back. If you do nothing else and you learn nothing else from this, go back to basics, pair everything back and not start again because you've got all the fundamentals, but look at what you truly want to be saying, how you want to be saying it, and then you can start to build solid foundations for fabulous content that you can repurpose. And I'm a great believer in, which takes me on to my (laughs) second one, of repurposing content for various platforms, but not just social media your elevator pitch, you know, your presentations, if you're doing things like this. You know, if you stick to key messages, I have a golden thread that runs through all the brand strategies that I do for my clients. Once you identify that, it becomes a lot easier. Mm -hmm. So you can actually um, make things a lot less complicated. Yeah. And I think we have a tendency to overcomplicate things as well. So um, so that would be my second one. And my third one would be find your tribe. Yeah. Find your tribe. Find the people who are going to shout for you. You know, I know people who do the same thing as I do, but that doesn't mean that we're we're against each other. So very much with networking, I found this a bit strange that you can't go to somewhere if somebody else is doing the same thing <laughs> no, as you. And it sort, of, it sort of just blows my mind a bit. And I'm thinking, well, we are all unique. And again, mm-hmm. you need to develop your unique, yeah, authentic self. I think self. you need people. Yeah. I would love to go to a networking event where there's more therapists so I can talk about the hard stuff, talk about the challenges, yeah. talk about the great stuff, talk about the the diary I'm using. You know, I want to go to those networking events that I can genuinely speak to people who get it in my yeah. niche. And there are brand As, strategists, there are communications experts, there are content creation yeah. creators mm-hmm. out there that are doing similar thing to me, but they're not me. Yeah. And I am not them. Mm-hmm. And for one client, for what one client wants, yeah. I might not be the right yeah. match. Yeah. And vice versa. Mm. And I think it's, it's, and I have people saying, do you know of any group, networking groups I can go to where they haven't got yeah. Yeah. a photographer? Yeah. I'm thinking, why? Yeah. You're really limiting your yeah. opportunities. The referrals. At, like, but not only that, other people can inspire you mm-hmm. as well. You can learn so much from other people. Yeah, well, that's so true. So, and I think, and again, if I was going to have a cheeky fall, mm. On number four, it would be self-development yeah. and read and absorb all the free stuff you can because yeah. there's lots of great people out there yeah. giving out free content, 100%. giving out free, um, you know, PDFs, mm. all sorts on mm. different things that you might need yeah. but you will find useful. So you don't have to spend a lot of money either because yeah. it's tough when yeah. you're in business and oh, it's no, tough definitely. times at the moment as well. So, um don't jump headlong into things. Just, you know, see what's out there and tap into your friends and your networks' knowledge as well. Yeah. yeah. 
absolutely yeah. well we're going to oh. tap into your knowledge now yeah and i was going to say if i was to create a pdf it would be on this next subject really probably yeah and so in you're terms qualified as well teacher you're qualified senko you're qual- you've got so many and then you'd make a pdf on this I would, do you yeah. feel that strongly and about I it i do and i feel like when when claire spoke then about stripping it back and getting back to basics that this is one of the fundamental <laughs> basics okay. in life okay that but should be taught well. I've cried on this episode, so I know, be gentle with me. Yeah, I know. I do feel bad about that, but not you bad never cried to with like me. Lose. Like you need to just pretend to cry next time with me. Like clear, like come on, we all need to just. Cry. <laughs> I cry. I'm such an ugly crier, so please <laughs> just, come on, just cry with me. Um, right, but no, and thank you so much for sharing that with us as well. Just going back to that really quickly. If that was a journey for you and that was something really personal and you didn't have to share that. So we really, really appreciate you sharing that because it You're shows welcome. how how raw and how real this podcast is and how open we are and how that's about building relationships and that's that's yeah. our brand, isn't it? I love that. Go on, Cal. Yeah. So in terms of building relationships, this can take you one step closer to either me or Claire. <sighs> It's a tough I've one. Got a funny feeling. I know which way this <laughs> is going. So, if you were to make the perfect cup of tea, Claire, for either me, me, or Claire, I feel like there's like too many so Claire's. Claire's. <laughs> how would you make it? I'd probably boil the kettle several times. I'm a bit OCD oh. about the kettle, so it's got to which be really hot. Got, got a ludicrously high electricity bill, um, but yeah, I can I can turn to get the milk, and I still put the kettle back on. Yeah. Tea bag in the cup yeah usually a Yorkshire tea mm. and then hot water straight onto the tea bag punch it about yeah as they you know yeah and then check it on the teaspoon see what color it is take the tea bag out and put the milk in oh Claire oh Claire I'm not and even my builder's brew a proper builder's <laughs> brew one that you can trot a donkey on so, yeah well yeah never heard that before but yeah. not me so, not me um, so that would be my sure Claire oh, I feel like I need to change chocolate. my just for what you've spoken about today and how emotional I am feeling right now I'll just change my tea for you I get to <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Until the yeah. next episode. She's got back to basics. I don't need to write a that. Yeah. that was the plan. <laughs> I will break her down yeah. if she changes yeah. her tea. But you know, you, you would be able to make <clears throat> a fortune out of making that perfect cup of tea, you know, on a PDF. Would mm. I? Yeah, of course you would. People would Yeah, buy because anything. it's not actually oh, on any of the boxes anymore. I had a look in Tesco and I made Alan film me looking at them to send you. I think I did actually send you. No, I didn't. I put it on Instagram, thank you. Mm. Um, and I went through the PG tips and the Yorkshire tea and nowhere could I find the instructions. And Cal, that's a go-to um, when we're on this podcast. It's on the back of the... Pl- no, Cal, it's not. I have You could pitch it to the Americans. They'd love yeah. to know. Yeah, the they put it in the microwave and everything, yeah. don't they? Yeah, like they put I feel like this is a new business sideline for me. Just opening up ideas. Now and now that we're business besties, we need yeah. a good meeting on this yeah. PDF. And you know, one of our next guests, yeah. <laughs> one of our next guests, will be able to record it for you as well. So you'll even have like the recording of making the cup of tea. Oh my word! Well. I know the whole Amazing. the whole job opportunity has there opened up for me. <laughs> I mean, the perfect cup of tea is actually drinking it in peace, isn't it? That is the perfect cup of tea. Yeah, while it's still hot. And not left yes. for three minutes because yeah. of four minutes, yeah. five minutes, So I usually get minutes. halfway down and then it goes down the sink. So yeah. I'm another oh, one, but. There you go. Yeah. Well, Claire, you have been an amazing guest. Again, thank, thank you, you so much, much for sharing me. such an inspirational journey. Thank you. Yay.